hello and welcome to In Excess Access All Areas with Hayden and B. This show engages with hundreds of bands around the world, bringing to you weekly news, reviews, competitions and auctions and much, much more. Check out our website, inexcessaccessallareas.com and join the active and engaging community of amazing fans who also love In Excess. Well, hello, welcome to Access, Access All Areas, episode 87, the podcast designed to dive deep into the legacy of this great band, get them into the Hall of Fame and have a bit of fun along the way. Now, B, second episode of the year, and we had some giggly, giggly fun last week. We did. I think everyone enjoyed it. I think, <laughs> so who was talking to me about it? I think it was Macy. She wrote a lovely review on our website. <laughs> she giggled away with us. <laughs> well, she did. It's hard to laugh at yourself sometimes, but I found myself going back to Listen B, and it was probably an editing uh, tool to force by you. Uh, yes, I did come up with a wacky idea of putting Kirk in jetpacks, but I think you may have been superimposed some George Jetson sort of, the Jetson family. I don't know. There was some interesting editing you did to make that sound real. I put in um, Toy Story. It was in Oh, was it? Beyond. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Buzz okay. Lightyear. Fantastic. Now, we always like to start off an episode by getting uh, myself to ask you, how's your next week been? Anything come across your desk? Oh, well, we've got a new um, person or a new little baby in our world. We've got a new Ferris, little little Ferris. Yeah, we don't know. We think we know it's a boy. But yes, Tim Ferris's son has had a baby boy. So born on the same day as Elvis was and Bowie were as well. So that's pretty curious. Yes. A music career beckons. Mm, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, big congratulations to Buffy and Tim on the birth of their grandchild, second grandchild. You have to ask me about mine excess week because I do. Something... I want to. <laughs> Can I? Are you ready? Are you ready, Hayden? Because I know you're bursting to tell me. Hayden, tell me what happened today in your in excess world. Well, occasionally life has a sense of destiny about it. Uh, we put a uh, shout out and a pre sort of shout out sort of to Richard Lowenstein, uh, Lowenstein uh, about coming onto our podcast and we thought we would try and impulse him by doing a prequel to his career with an excess of which we did and we had a bit of a feeling he had listened to the episode and things like that i happen to be living in melbourne australia where absolutely a coincidence of major portions happened i was driving down the street near the south melbourne market today who at the intersection happens to be walking past with his mask on my little eyes peering out to my right hand side but one richard lowenstein yeah so <laughs> I was going the opposite direction to him. He was walking sort of, I guess, across, you know, the lights and things. I've then done a sort of Dukes of Hazard 180 sort of turnaround. <laughs> so I veered around and then did a little bit of a left and then parked in a spot where he had to walk past me. <laughs> so there I am standing out the front of the car as he's approaching me. And then I happen to say, hello, Richard, uh, could I show you my car? Because I had the NXS number plates. Being the ego guy I am, happened to introduce myself, remind him of catching up at the Mystify launch, of which he would have had no memory of me. No. He did have to say, <laughs> correct. He's done that many launches, he would have had no idea. Yeah, who was. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and that was the case. But I said, look, you may know us of, uh, of a little podcast in the last couple of weeks, I think you may have listened to, of which he had, and he was very happy about it. And 
uh, so behold, gave me his email address. I said, I'm really happy to come on to the podcast and, you know, let's catch up in the next week or two with that chance. So, so uh, hang on, did he like, did he like what we did? I think he did. I, I didn't sort of ask for praise. I just sort of said, oh, look, we, we hope we got it right mm. uh, in the sense that, um, you know. And what he, did he say to that? Uh, and he said, yeah, pretty much, you know, and oh, it was quite okay. endorsing. So uh, cool. we'll, we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper when he comes on. But it's sort of uh, one of those weird destiny things, Be Here we are mm. trying to sort of hopefully lobby him on. And uh, there he happens to be down the street. Uh, we hope that uh, anyone in Byron Bay who's shopping in the next few weeks, if you see John, uh, do yourself a favour. If you're in LA, hello, Susan Lynn. Maybe you see Gary walking down Sunset Boulevard. Who knows? You just never know where the next podcast guest is coming well, from. Well, I was pretty, I was very excited when you told me about Rich, um, <laughs> seeing Richard, but I was also sort of hoping that it was Toby because Toby's over from the States at the moment and he's in Melbourne. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, I wasn't hoping it was Toby. No, no, <laughs> but I would have. <laughs> Yeah, you and the Karen Peters gang, hey? Funny <laughs> huh? <laughs> hell. Well, well, you know, uh, but... Uh, oh, come on, yeah, he's so- a gorgeous-looking man and he's so nice. So he's Mr. Lowenstein, I'm sure. I can't, I can't really relate to that comment. But, no, um, that's okay. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, look, we, we're going to look at Richard on and we've got a bunch of new episodes coming up that I'll uh, give a bit of a preview to later. But, um, yes, that was my sort of in-excess experience uh, for the week and uh, looking forward to having another experience today with you as we dive deep on our part two of our concert, which we'll elaborate on soon. But um, you had a bit of fun editing last week, B. I think you were a kid in the candy store, weren't you? I absolutely found my rhythm with that so much yeah like I had snacks under the desk I was not moving busting um to get it finished so yeah I think I I got it all down within about six hours it was pretty that was really quick it was good so thank you Hayden um I'm looking forward to doing this one now. Hmm. Well, our patrons are the lifeblood of our program and we had three new ones sort of come on board last week and we're very, very pumped to be uh, having more patrons come on the journey. We'll elaborate on that a bit later in the podcast, but uh, probably over to you, B, to welcome them all aboard. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about 10,000 people at least. Hello. Thank you, Michael. I'd like to say hello to our honorary members, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz and Cameron Adams and Mary Woods. And yes, Mark Opitz, I say this fresh every week. Okay, saying hello to our patrons, Sue D, Joe Robbins, Carmen, Laurie, Carrie-Anne, Danielle, Sarah Markram, Sarah Camia, Dr. Jim, Katie, Felicia, Lisa Mack, Lisa Calloway, Anne-Marie, Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Matt, Linda, Vern, Yvonne, Caroline, Amanda H, Amanda V, Leon, David, Tracy, Paul Jolie, Paul Boozy, Paul Bridges, Paul Buckley, Sandrine, Warren, Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Stefan, Val, Jim, Matey, Kelly, John, Jackie, Sean, Sheila, Shannon, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Glenn, Laurel, Ace, Bard, Genevieve, Ali, Shelby, Manny, Lori, Jill, Leanne, Peter, Matthew, Leos, Lily, Jamie, Heidi, and Paula. Welcome to the podcast.
unless we uh, enter a topic in a moment and the news, etc. there, we just give a little bit of a hint out about part two today in the episode. We finished, I think, with song 19, which was never tear us apart and <laughs> Kirk and the Jetpack. Uh, he's still buzzing around. Do we need him to uh, land? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, look, he's apparently he's auditioning for Toy Story 5. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Have you watched all the Toy Stories? I've I never cr- seen any of them. Oh, so. my God. I cried at number four. Well, I, I hear they are quite a tearjerker, number three Ooh, particularly, but um, yeah. I am looking forward to watching those with oh, my kids as they, mm. as they enter that age. But, um, yeah. um, yes, uh, episode 87, part two, the Dream Concert. Um, it's fair to say we did have a little bit of uh, creative license and liberty and tongue-in-cheek last week, B, but that's what we can only really aspire to because it's probably not going to happen, but uh, in our own minds we can make it happen, okay, with our, our friend from the metaverse, Mr. Mark. I don't know. Are we apologising? Probably not. Um, that we are doing this episode pretty quick off the back of the last one because I'm going away. So Hayden and I, well, the charts are going to be a little bit different as well, aren't they? Oh, I've got some updates on those. Oh, uh, that's good. That's good. All right. So we've um, already had, we've had a bit of uh, texting come my way about some suggestions for this episode. So I uh have tweaked one or two things in. Great. Uh, Great. uh, Okay. Well, what time is it for Hayden? Time for the news. Hi, it's Dave from England, and you're listening to In Excess Access All Areas with Hayden and B. And now it's time for the news. Now, in positive news, B, the charts last week, as we said, had sort of the 38 V best of, which had sort of been that way for the prior two weeks. We have seen a six spot surge this week up to 32. It is the 368th week that this uh, album has been wow. on the Australian charts. Wow. So, wow. you know, we are veering on Dark Side of the Moon territory. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, well done to the album for hanging tough uh, in a competitive era of the year. All right, a couple other little things. We're going to move forward with the news. Live Baby Live. Uh, we did mention last week that in Texas, there's going to be some screenings of the Wembley concert. I can mm-hmm. tell listeners that are in the LA area, like Susan and others, uh, that in San Bernardino, uh, at some of the theatres there on February the 2nd, there will be a screening of that concert. So uh, if you are listening from California and uh, those uh, vicinities, uh, do yourself a favour and check your local guides because B, unlike myself, has had the full concert experience uh, with the Live Baby Live Wembley concert in a sort of forum like that. And I think B, as you've said, it's pretty pretty uh, unbelievable to see it there. I wonder if Gary will go and see himself. Maybe, maybe, maybe Ash and oh. could do, do, do an opening. Oh, how cool would that be? I bet Susan, Susan won't miss that one, will she? No, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> moving along there, I did post something almost simultaneously to the patrons as you sent it to me today. I know, so that was a we, bit odd, wasn't it? It was, but as soon as I'd sent it, you said what sent it to me, and I'm thinking, oh, are you sending something from the patron that I'd sent. But anyway, that um, was Gavin Hanking, Wood. Gavin and uh, Hank. I've been talking to Gavin and Hank and then you just well, I don't, know, I don't it. really know who Hank is, but Gavin was sort of, a, I guess, a co-host audio sort of voiceover guy of Countdown, which is our show from 1974, 75 through to about 1987. Uh, and it was sort of our version of Top of the Pops during that Halcyon years of music. Hmm. Uh, so Gavin used to do the voiceover work there, but he has uh, had Andrew Ferris on a podcast. And today when I was driving back from seeing Richard Lowenstein, um, that podcast or excerpts of that were being played on the radio today on uh, Gold FM. All right. Now in gig news, I I thought I'd get a little bit specific this week. Last week we spoke generically about tons of gigs this time of year and the new year uh, that's uh, upon us. Um, But I'm going to read out sort of four or five or six gigs here that represent 
three or four countries because we do go out to these countries. So uh, first of all, in the New South Wales, in Tamarkin in New South Wales, so that's uh, sort of around the Batemans Bay area, January 29th, the Live Baby Live guys uh, are going to be doing a gig there, which will be really just after Australia Day weekend. In Delaware, in the USA, the uh, kick in excess tribute guys on April 14th are going to be doing a gig there at one of the beautiful theatres there. On January 29th in Wentworthville in Sydney, the Don't Change Boys, Blair and Gang and Kate Karen Peters uh, will be there at the Wentworthville gig, uh, which will be very, very exciting. In Melbourne, in my neck of the woods, in excessive, uh, on January 25th, they're playing the Chelsea Heights Hotel. Nice. But I'm going to, I'm going to Moulin Rouge that night. Oh, are <laughs> so you? I'm going to see a musical. There you go. Oh, oh. So uh, sorry, in excessive, but uh, yeah, that's where I'll be. In Perth or Port Kennedy, which is near the sort of naval base there, Perth, uh, I guess, uh, the big tribute band in excess over there, the What You Need Boys, are playing on Michael's birthday oh, uh, nice. on January 22nd there. Mm. And over in New Zealand in a place called Hastings, which is sort of in the Hawke's Bay area, beautiful area part of New Zealand, February 4th, there is a guy called Mark Tapari. He's playing an in excess covers sort of gig as well, but he's also doing a Michael Hutchins covers gig. Okay. So I think he's going to be doing stuff, stuff from Michael's album and Max Q and things. Hmm. So I haven't really seen much of that around before, B, but no, uh, no. Um, really, really. If good you're there, me. I'd definitely yeah. go with you. Yeah. Get some footage if you can, guys, because we do have some New Zealanders who listen in. So hmm. that's all the gig stuff. Um, oh, no, uh, no, no, no. There's one more you missed. Yeah. And you mentioned the 22nd of January. There's also Richard Clapton is playing in in Newcastle at the station. There's quite a few of them playing, actually. So I would love to go that. I'm actually thinking I might go. Mm. All right. Uh, and for those who don't know Richard Clapton, what's the NXS link there, B? Oh, he, he produced their second album and he yes. also toured with them a little bit. I think they, they supported very yeah. good mentor. Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Mm. Speak, speaking of Richard, it does tie into my next little bit because – uh, it is with sadness. It is literally 12 months, uh, January 16th last year, that we lost Chris Murphy. We do send out love to family, friends, colleagues, people like Sam Evans, who you know, worked with him for a number of years. Literally, it's 12 months to the day, January 16th last year. Chris Murphy was gone too soon, and we'd like to play a little tribute. So this is a moment with Murphy from his book. Good goal, son. With only a couple of minutes left before half time, I had just scored a goal to put us in the lead. There were not many spectators at the ring, barely had room between the ice and the walls, but the small crowd gave a roaring cheer. I was feeling as elated as any young kid would. Well, maybe a bit more, because it was me who had put us in the lead and I was the youngest and the smallest on the ice. After scoring a goal, our reward was sit on the bench for a minute to catch our breath. Strangely enough, my dad was on the bench too. Strange because both dad and I were centres and normally never off the ice at the same time. Looking back now, maybe there was a reason for this and things happened for a reason. As I sat down, my dad looked at me proudly and said just three words, good goal, son. Those were the last words my father ever said to me. They have had more impact on my life than all the words that I've heard other people say or I've read in books or I've heard in songs. Those three words have powered my passion to succeed no matter what. Because he lost his father that afternoon. Hey, this is Tim Farris. Big shout out to Hayden and B. Also want to say hello to all the listeners and NXS fans. Thanks for listening. I love you, Hayden and B. You're doing a great job. Keep it up.
Uh, just a quick recap, B. We had 19 songs last week, uh, culminating with the Never Tear Us Apart kick. So what album does it lead us to now that we want to spearhead uh, our next uh, encore, B? Ooh, um, welcome. Oh, X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are up to album X. I, I thought I'd just test B out. She was taking a drink of milk, weren't you? Is that right? Yeah, oh, I was drinking my milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we've effectively had our, well, we've had our 19 songs. So we're coming into what we call our first encore. Okay. Now, uh, we are very, very excited because, you know, it's a great song to kick off the encore, uh, this particular encore with uh, Suicide Blonde. Uh, which for many memories was an opening track on the X Factor tour. Uh, but the band come out uh, firing all cylinders there. They've had that little sort of break. Kirk's come off the jetpack at this point in time, B. He's got his breath back and the band uh, are rip-roaring into the first encore and there's sort of a new energy in the crowd, which is pretty much synonymous with Suicide Blonde. Just happened to hear that song today when I was in the car coming back after seeing oh, Richard. So it really? well, works in funny ways. Well, we then cracked into the next uh, song, Disappear, the second big hit off the album. Uh, John Farris has got the biggest, biggest smile on his face, Luna Park smile. Uh, it was a track that he pretty much wrote with Michael's help. Uh, so they do go into a searing version of that, and Michael's falsetto vocal has never been in the strongest. Uh, they then veer in to the stairs, and Paul Jolly ha- has to pick me off the ground because I'm on the side of the stage having an epiphany because I'm f- hearing the stairs for the first time since 1991 played live. Is that a plane going over? And as I state this, there's a plane going overhead just to actually emphasise how excited they are about the stairs as well. Not only is this song being a derision from the crowd, uh, Michael puts in a powerhouse of vocal that eclipses Wembley by five. We then go into a rare deep cut. The fans are thinking, oh, yeah, By My Side's coming, but no, no, no By My Side on this particular gig. Uh, we're going to veer into one of the deep tracks off X called Lately, uh, to which all the band are uh, firing on all cylinders and the, an absolute fan of hysteria is happening Hang on. the side of the stage. Hang on. So Lately is a lovely intro into Lately with Kirk on the sax. I mean, you know, what's what's the next thing for Kirk? I mean, can't do the jetpack. So what's he going to do, Hayden? There's this uncanny saxophone solo by a jetpacker who's got his breath back. B, he's just got his breath back in his second wind. And as the band were thinking by my side, Kirk's just gone, no way, not on my watch. We're going to go into <laughs> a uh, preamble, lately, a lately-esque version of Lately uh, that hasn't been played for a very lately long Ooh. time. You know, this is one of those classic, like Johnson Airplane deep tracks that a lot of the rank and file hardcore NXS fans cannot believe is being played. Yeah, beautiful. Um, well done. For the, for the fly-by nighters, they're off to have a cigarette. They're, you know, fans, the, the do-gooders uh, who have no idea about the back catalogue, they've gone to the toilet at this time, but we don't care. We're going to bask in the glories of this deep track. As, as things get dark and moodier, we suddenly see the band uh, move into sort of grunge version with the ever-present heaven sense, spearheading the songs like Welcome. This one's for Stuart.
Michael is absolutely nailing the uh, vocal down the track. The band with the three guitar players, Kirk, uh, Tim and Gary. Has uh, any clothes a- come off yet, Hayden? Not just yet. They're doing a guitar off, not a clothes off just right, yet. Okay. But right. I can tell you, Michael has taken the top off at this point. Right, okay. there you go. You got it. There you go. Mm. There you go. I have, um, to have, I have to have these visuals. You've got to work and with me. Taken, Andrew's taken his top off, ladies. <laughs> okay. Boy, <So>, hat. <laughs> yes. Yes. They do a searing version of Heaven Sent. Mm. Gary has actually got on his little sort of uh, to- Togo sort of outfit that he used to wore around the time as well. Uh, the band uh, rip into a version there. And the, the lighting that comes on during, during this song, uh, is absolutely spectacular. It makes Pink Floyd look like a, a nursery rhyme act. Uh, it's so good. All right. Suddenly there's a little bit of darkness there and they flash to one of the other pontoons. And the Sydney Orchestra have actually moved out to one of the pontoons. <laughs> it's like a 60-piece orchestra. They're out in the middle of the harbour on a pontoon. And right. the band are nowhere near the orchestra. But then what actually happened, suddenly there's this massive intro to Baby Don't Cry yeah. uh, with the orchestra. Only the second time that it's been played in Australia for 30 years since mm-hmm. the concert for life. Mm-hmm. And uh, the band get into a ripping version of Baby Don't Cry. Uh, and Michael is is swanning around the stage, singing the vocal, rapping away uh, in his element. Pretty joy with this song. I think Andrew mm-hmm. loves this particular track and he's just got a smile from ear to ear. Uh, I know, I know you want a rhythm here, but I do need yeah. to inject, interject a little bit. But this song, this song has always had like a little bit of um, Christmasness to it for me. So I reckon yeah. this is the right time of year. I can imagine like you know the Christmas bells in the background and it feeling all quite festive. Yeah, yeah it's got a new New Z feel to it too. Which yeah, is yeah. Thing. So there you go. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right, and uh, at the end of that, they then veer into uh, a very underrated track, one we've done a deep dive on, uh, and one that we definitely love and we're going to champion this year is Not Enough Time. First time this has been sung by Michael ever in Australia, um, and uh, there's a special sort of guest who's actually joining this particular track, and the orchestra is staying on for this track uh, out on the pontoon, but uh, popping up on backup vocals on the pontoon with the orchestra, a safe distance away so Lane doesn't get jealous, is Kirk's ex-wife, Denny Hines. <laughs> now, everything's all smooth now, but all the intervention orders have all elapsed now, so everyone's yeah. happy, everyone's friends again, okay? okay. Uh, right. But Denny, Denny uh, sings a searing backup vocal, almost mm-hmm. a duet with Michael in this song, Beautiful. much to the rapturous, rapturous applause, and uh, I can feel the aria charts just beaming with bristling effect where this song's, uh, you know, creating a, uh, a, a starting point for it to set oh, up the charts be- It would be beautiful to uh, watch and see that. Absolutely. Mm. Now, as this comes to that climatic uh, not enough time end, uh, there's this massive water scene, uh, a bit like the film clip, you know, where the band are up in the air. There's this sort of uh, reverb in the harbour where we've got these jets out in the harbour. They're not synchronised dancing on the stage. Well, no, we've got a bit like that sort of, you know, those surfing uh, places that are setting up now inland, even though with the fake waves. We've Uh, got this sort of mini wave thing going there uh and we've got the water. A bit like that Disney thing. You know when you see the, uh, if anyone's been to Disneyland, you see these water fountains and they do the the images of the cartoons on the water fountains, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've got this water eruption in the harbour and we've got the not enough time film clip being beamed onto that water, Ah. which is fantastic. That's a good um, feature. Yeah, mm. then it leads it absolutely. It leads into sort of a getting dark again, and the crowd is so pumped. I think that's the last song. 
But within about two minutes, they come back up on stage and the band, they're all out on the main, main stage where they started uh, earlier. They rip into the gift uh, with the massive backdrop of the uh, film clip there uh, being on all screens there. Uh, this song is so powerful, they've been able to superimpose I was just going to say that word. Yeah. Very good, yeah. yes, powerful. And it's also been sort of superimposed onto the Sydney Opera House. So mm. that's such a, a fantastic mark over its clip. It's, it's the crowd feel like Michael's coming at them and the band are too. Moving along, the band segue into Elegantly Wasted. First time they've played it as a band in Australia. They then veer into Just A Man. Uh, my mate, Dr. Jim, at the side of the stage has got tears in his eyes with Just A Man coming on. Bless I've got him. tears in my eyes. Jolly Mice has got tears in his eyes. Mm. We've never seen so many grand, grown men uh, crying, crying there. Uh, especially when Michael sings, uh, you know, Sweet Sister T, and then he goes into, you know, that vocal refrain, I'm just a man mm. uh, at the end. The honesty in the lyric has never been greater with Michael in a concert performance. on stage but suddenly every guest every person synonymous with the concert today come back on with them and they do a rousing version of good times a friend of the band jimmy barnes comes on with them okay to sing with michael but uh, daryl hall tricky our friend uh niall rogers denny hines everybody involved with the band throughout sort of the uh, uh the eskimo Eskimo Joe are all coming in. Uh, B and Hayden have been invited on stage, particularly to come on. Not I say really. no because that's me, but B, she cannot wait to get up front and personal. No. And she, she's up there, and Karen Peters has dragged herself on stage. <laughs> Karen I'm Peters hanging, is I'm, filming it I'm, all. <laughs> I'm, hanging, I'm hanging back with the patrons, okay? I'm, I don't want a bar of it. But you and Karen Peters are up on stage, okay? And then suddenly the Dutchie, she, she's come from nowhere. We didn't know she was there. She's arrived on stage with you, and she's got her, the K, Carrie Ann's got her hands around Kirk, and the double Ks are uh, arm in arm as we're going into uh, these, this version of Good Times. Okay, and it's a big crescendo. And the, look, everybody thinks that's the end of the concert. How do you top that? Well, the band say to everybody, look, it's time to get off the stage, okay? Uh, we are going out with one more song, and it gets dark, and suddenly you hear the infam infam infamous and melodic keys of the introduction song of Don't Change with Andrew playing those seminal keyboards there uh, that veers into the guitars and veers into that intro. Paul Jolly is jumping up and down, doing the sort of the fist in the air. The crowd are all jumping up and down. There's no Springsteen here. There's no guest appearances there. This is just the band, the six band members all playing a searing version of Don't Change to the ecstasy of the crowd. Not only do they play it loud and proud, uh, they play it obviously uh, with a very much a, a focus and, a, and an inspiration to the point where John hits those drums right at the end. The crowd 
have, have just basically turned themselves into a tether bee. They've all, they're, it's like air drumming. It's like a sort of 1.2 million people are air drumming, et cetera, there right at the end as John's hitting those drums. But at this particular point, okay, what happens is the patrons, the, there's a certain group of patrons are allowed onto the stage. Now, I'm just going to let you know who they've been invited on. Paul Jolly, David Gaunt, Pedro, Bard, Vern, Stefan, Marnie, Dr. Jim, Martin, Norton, Leon, Matty Dean, Sean. They're all invited onto the stage right at the end there, okay? And uh, they don't really know what they're asked to do. Next thing you know, the, the, the patrons just lift up each band member. They put each band member on each of their shoulders. So I've announced 12 guys, got basically one on each shoulder, and they're lifting the band up on their shoulder as they're walking down the big catwalk all the way down to the pontoon. To the acclaim of the crowd, they got their, the band members have got their fists high in the air, and they're being the band are being basically chaired off stage onto the pontoon and doing almost a lap of honour to the acclaim of the crowd. Paul and Mike will share a cigarette as across the strut across the stage. They then walk the band over their shoulders back to the dressing rooms to the crowd in hysteria. A night never forgotten. Oh, wonderful! What a lovely ending. that we never got to air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go to what we call the after concert now, B. Now, I'm going to throw a couple of these things to you, okay? As the concert ends there, we have this thing in Sydney called the fireworks. Now, have you ever seen those fireworks at midnight? Yes, I have. But physically been there or just yes, by TV? Yes, I physically have been there. Well, when these fireworks go off at night time, okay, it's at midnight, mm -hmm. it says have an in excess new year. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> That's great. Absolutely. Now, there is an after party, B, and it's going to be held at a very, very special venue inside the Sydney Opera House. Oh, wow. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, there are a couple of DJs we mentioned who have been part of this sort of show earlier and things like that are going to be there playing remixes all night. Now, one of them begins with T, okay, who we mentioned last week. Do you know who that is? No. Tricky? Oh, tricky. <laughs> <laughs> and another guy's initials are P.O., who's uh, from England, very famous in the 80s, 90s for his dance remixes. Paul Oakenfold. Oh, they're basically pro providing the ambient sort of music and the DJ stuff during the during the, the backstage party. Now, B, there's obviously some important invitees there. We mentioned some last week. Who are the most important people? Linux just have to welcome back, back to the after party. Patrons. The patrons, correct. So our patrons are first in the queue. Uh, the Inexcess Band members family are second. <laughs> All right. Uh, the industry people are third, and some of the extra VIPs, they're last, okay? But they, nice. they're all coming in. In terms of sort of, you know, niceties and eats and foods and drinks there, B, how, how would you sort of chaperone and set up something like that, do you think? What are the key ingredients there to make a, a good sort of menu for the after party? Vintage champagne, vintage yep. champagne, and vintage champagne. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and a few so, smarties, so maybe. That, 
And I just happened to notice that Paul Jolly's brought his own six-pack of uh, VB in there as well. So uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, obviously, uh, the alcohol levels. Is there a cap or a limit on the alcohol? No. No limits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, at the after party, B, there's a certain mm. sort of. You've probably been to a few after parties at functions in your life. What makes a great after party? Ooh, wow. The people, the music, the drink. What else? I don't know. Um, the dancing. <laughs> yeah. So at this particular after party, everybody's there bar the band. So the band have come off stage. We've all been mm. chaperoned over there. But the band at about 12.45 make this really, really interesting exit. They come on in and the crowd just, you know, there's about 500 people in there. They all just stop and clap. And, you know, it's a fantastic atmosphere in there. You know, there's hugging and there's high-fiving. Mm. And, and the band, you know, look really tired, but they look really joyous about what they've gone through. Yeah. Now, uh, also at this particular part of the uh, opera house, there's a, a big screen. Uh, screens and they're replaying some of the concert footage back. Uh, Ooh, Mark opens, yeah. Mark opens been working his production sort of bones to the to the to the ground, uh, and he's been very pivotal in getting some of that footage over there, which is great. Uh, Nick Egan's going around with his camera, taking great photos. Uh, Michael's loving it up to the cameras there, and uh, Nick has taken some great footage that's also up on some of the screens throughout the concert. So there's like that collage yeah, of uh, only, cool. only stuff that Nick can come up with. Also, to be there's a, a, a shock surprise though. Oh, an absolute highly. shock surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Before we realize it, uh, on the uh, satellite TV and on all the big screens there, there's actually a phone call and a big sort of beeping noise that comes, and everyone stops. The Queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, Freddie Mercury's not there. <laughs> oh, you well, he could queen. be. He could be. Well, in our in this concert, he could be absolutely. Yeah, be, it's Bono. <laughs> well, okay, it's a special oh. special phone call that's come in from Cleveland. Oh, I like okay. it. Very clever. There's a gentleman called Jan uh, Venner or Wenner, who's the uh, chairman of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. B. Mm. And he has dialed in. No one knows about it, but the whole world sort of stops because there's a big sort of siren alert. And he happens to say, hey, everybody, we thought this was an appropriate time. We would like to welcome on uh, with you uh, some people who behind stage you, you know of, but hid today in a secret VIP box that no one knew they were there. The fans didn't know, the band didn't know, management, no one knew. And on stage happens to walk Bono, Michael Stipe, Simon Le Bon, Chris Thomas, and Mark Opitz. And they come onto the stage and they proceed to induct in excess into the rock hall of... Oh, what a perfect ending. Awesome. There is not a dry eye in no, the house. No, no, no. There is not a dry eye in the house. And B, after it's all said and done, after all happens, after the night's all over, we look at each other and we, we give each other a big hug and we say, job well done, mission accomplished next podcast series end of in excess access all areas our job's done on to the next podcast with our faithful brethren and a new topic and a new charter oh that could be interesting couldn't it what <laughs> band next <laughs> the wiggles <laughs> right, so maybe not the wiggles but we will move on to bigger pastures but we'll take the gang with us uh, for a new topic cool well done <laughs> Hey, this is David from Carping. Hi, this is Katie from England. G'day, it's Paul from Sydney. Hi, this is Ella from the Netherlands. This is Dr. Jim and that's a wrap. 
All right, B, well, that's a wrap. Uh, wow, I, I, I feel tired after going through all I that. bet you do. <laughs> I, I've never seen you talk so much so quickly. I was trying to keep up. <laughs> You're on a roll. I didn't well, even we, know how when to laugh or cry. <laughs> well, we have a couple of time constraints today, but I also felt like the topic deserves some passionate uh, speed. Big input. Around, mm. around it. So, um, but wow, you know, we uh, mentally picture that type of event and who knows, maybe Zuckerberg can take us there one day. Fan engagement B, you've like oh. always uh, been very much interactive over the last, you know, few days. I, myself also a little bit too, but um, any particular people you'd like to call out? Yes, I would actually. There is a few people. I'd like to say a big hello to Todd. I've been talking to Todd. Now, Todd said that he'd like to come to Australia and meet us. And I said, well, Hayden's been talking about going to the States. And he goes, is that going to happen? And I says, well, I think maybe. And he says, well, if you do, I'm going to get you VIP tickets, you and Hayden, VIP tickets to go into the Southern Rock Festival in DC. And oh, wow. he's he's um, a, a rock a rock guitar, um, not guitarist, rock um, f- photographer. So yep. yeah, hello to Todd. Okay. okay. I'd like to also he- say a big hello to my friends, Lisa and Michael. I met Lisa through the school, Lisa and Michael Jung. And they are listening to us on their travels around Australia, which then leads me on to say, if you are traveling anywhere and listening to us in the car, why don't you tag us in um, if you're doing any photographs and tag in the podcast? So you can tag in as um, in excess access all areas on Facebook by just doing the at sign in front and then our podcast will come up. Or if you're on Twitter, just press us in as um, in excess pod. Love that, wouldn't we, to be tagged? Well, on something. That'd well be awesome. you know, we've had Carmen who tell, tells us that she's doing the cleaning and doing stuff there when she listens, and we've got David Gaunt doing his posty run. So we'd love to get little little tags from that too. Yeah, no, I it could be day to day life. It could be something more more ex- extravagant, like traveling around Australia or something like that. But yeah. we always love to know where you're listening and how. Yeah, yeah. And um, so there's no competitions this week or auctions because um, I, as we are, as I am speaking, are at a farm in Byron Bay, um, hinterland, having a jolly good old time um, without any reception. So um, yeah. So okay. well, we've got some really good things to come up for giveaways. So we may have a double mm-hmm. double pack thing happening soon. Yeah. Also, too, over the next few weeks, as we alluded to earlier, we'll probably have a, as I said, a Richard Lowenstein deep dive regarding his career when he comes on as the birds in the background of my home say hello. <laughs> uh, Laurie's cat's just had an epiphany. That's um, not your work. You, you're actually um, in an aviary. It's that well, loud. I think people know when I'm, we're recording at about 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Right? This is birdie time. Go mad. Um, we're going to have a Zoom call, a couple of Zoom calls with various patrons from various regions. We are due for a song deep dive, B, where we pick apart a song and go through its glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some things we're looking forward to coming up. Also, too, I thought what we could do in the next couple of weeks, B, is give the listeners, listeners a recommendation on one or two podcasts to go back and have a listen of. So maybe not today, but next week, we will come up with a couple of episodes that are dear to our hearts that maybe we'll promote and say, hey, listen, if you like what you've heard so far, go back and check these out because not everybody has joined the journey from the start. Some have joined from like two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. uh, there might be a couple of ones we can re- refer and recommend. Recommend, yes. Um, yeah, everybody, thank you very much for coming on board. If you are new to the podcast, if you are new to the podcast, come and like us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Also follow the podcast as well. And then you will get the podcast coming straight, zooming into your lap or your iPad or your um, tablet and you can listen to us there. 
Well, we're going to go out today with a tribute uh, song today. Now, uh, he's done a great job during our live concert today. He's been there, not only DJing on the side of the stage with the Mediate song, but he's been playing it back at the City Opera House. So now, friend Tricky, uh, we might have had a bit of audio on Tricky when he talks about working on this Mediate track mm. uh, a few years back, uh, which is uh, online, B. I don't know if you can find that, but I know it's there. Yep. But, uh, Found it. Here it is. Okay. Well, this is an example of giving a skeleton song real bones and muscles and, and strength, et cetera, because Mediate is relatively quiet, you know, uh, orchestral sort of saxophone song with, um, you know, Kirk and, and Andrew, sorry, Andrew's lyrics and Michael's um, uh, vocal. But uh, Tricky sort of tricks it up a bit, doesn't he, with the real mm. thumping sort of mm. guitar, drums. And dance. I like Tricky's voice. He's oh, yeah, quite, I really like, yeah, caramel. He plays around the lyric a little bit and things like that. But this mm. this is an example where you can have two versions of the same song, but equally both really uh, strike a chord. And they both have differences enough to, to like a standalone. So uh, we're going to go out with Tricky today. Thank you, everybody, for putting up with my frivolity. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. And love you, mate. It's a goodbye from me. Enjoy Byron. I will. When you listen to something you love, you never imagine that you would be doing the vocal with the original people who've done it. Great pop music around for a while until in excess was around. Stay, appreciate, fabricate, emulate, the truth dilate, special date, animals we ate, guilty bait, X-ray, a better rate, a you fire rate, deliberate, fascinate, deviate, resonate, liberate, to moderate, recreate or detonate, recreate or detonate, or detonate.